Hello and welcome to another episode of The Thriving Degenerate. I'm your host, Andrew Moore, but you could just call me Moore. And today we're going to debut my new EP, Dark Skies, Tainted Waters. So if you're listening, congratulations. You're among the first to hear this project in its entirety. Dark Skies, Tainted Waters is centered around air pollution, tainted waters, greed, addiction, police brutality, you know, the, the whole profit over people mentality that a lot of people in power have that's led us astray and put us in this difficult position as a society. So right now you're listening to the instrumental track from the lead single, Back, but we're going to take it back and go to the intro track, which is also called Dark Skies, Tainted Waters. Then I'm going to go right into the, the next track, Orwell. And then after that, we'll do some commentary and, and move on to the next track. So check it out. Enjoy yourselves. Kick back. Grab your favorite beverage. Maybe something to snack on. Here's the intro from Dark Skies, Tainted Waters. More than half of all people in the United States live in counties that have unhealthy levels of smog and pollution. The air is so polluted that it's darkened the there sky. There could be very good reason why so many of us seem to be always coughing. In fact, people in communities throughout the United States could be dying because of pollutants found in the air. Almost one in seven water. children live in areas with high levels of outdoor air pollution. Tainted water was found from New Jersey to California. We were being told it's safe, it's okay. Water. But it wasn't okay. Air pollution was a major contributing factor water. in the deaths of around 600,000 children under water. five years old every year. Clint's tap water was laced with dangerous water. levels of lead. In the fall, the government admitted that there was lead water. in the water. We've seen four to five fold increase rates of lung cancer, seven-fold increase rates of bladder cancer, eleven-fold increase rates of the type water. of kidney cancer. Officials say the water is still not safe for drinking, bathing, water. or cooking. Air pollution is the fifth largest killer. All of this bad water ruined, ladies and gentlemen, because of lack of water. We need to protect our future. Because if we don't, no one else will. These communities water. that are already vulnerable, it's just easier to forget about them or make it seem water. Like it's our fault for being here. This is a global problem. We need a global solution. Seven million people a year are killed by air pollution. We need to efficiently regulate and we need to start cracking down on this stuff more and move towards renewable technology because we need to do it for our survival. It makes me wonder why the rich don't care more about these issues, or that rich members of the media, for instance, don't talk about it more. Destroyed, you let them drown. Lady Liberty, you let us down. Can you help us up? What the fuck? Feeling like I'm stuck. Guess I'm out of luck. Nah, it can change if we stand up. Put a hand up if you get it. If we band up, they can't handle us. If we man up, be winning. Got a right to bear arms, but I fight with bare hands. If I'm buried when you hear this, hope you carried out the plan. It's true that you can make a difference. There's a point to our existence. 
To everybody listening, start paying close attention There's a lot of things that are hit from us and a lot of facts that aren't mentioned And the race bait thrown in our face is another way to cause tension Red, yellow, brown, white, black, we can take this country back Middle, working, lower class, take some names, kick some ass What the hell are we waiting for? I don't think we can wait no more What are we still debating for? Oh well, 84 Present facts are being altered Where the future we can't falter It's our fault if they steal the culture and appropriate it Fight for truth and if you procreate it Teach your child to be associated with social changes that are positive You don't have to be a politician to expand the mission Or ask permission to do what's right You've got a light inside you Don't dim it down, let it shine through This system has been designed to make your job be what defines you But there's more to us than what meets the eye If we stand tall, we can reach the sky and beat the eyes They built a matrix, let's be the minds Give the world a facelift Recently I had a realization they could dictate it We don't have to Take and take ownership of your situation That's the way to take power back Backing down is how cowards act I ain't never been down with that Who controls the past? Controls the future? Who controls the present? Controls the past? They don't really care about us But they know they can live without us Everything revolves around us so we can stop it if we stand up They don't really care about us But they know they can't live without us Everything revolves around us So we can stop it if we stand up You just heard Orwell, and before that was the intro track, also called Dark Skies, Tainted Waters. So I'm going to talk about Orwell and all the tracks on the project, but let's take it back and just give you a little background on the EP as a whole. So Dark Skies, Tainted Waters, the S's are, are dollar signs. Anywhere that there's an S, I made it a dollar sign. And that's not to be like flashy, cool rapper, man. Nah, it's a... Uh, that's that's the send the symbol that you know these the, the skies are darkened the waters are tainted because of greed because of a a love of money over people right and a and a love of convenience and cutting corners over really doing things a way that's going to be beneficial to the general public uh, so that's the idea behind the project as far as the music the compositions this is the first project i've put out that i've composed front to back and wrapped on uh, i did the american sound an audio collage a while back and that was completely composed by me but that was an instrumental record front to back this is you know my compositions my writings along with the the writings of a few featured guest artists which include gift of gab just wise uh, jocelyn marie came and did some 
great vocals and contributed some musical elements too. So, uh, but in a nutshell, this is really the f- the first time that I've I've put my own unified vision down on wax and just really got out the message that I'm trying to musically and uh, lyrically and and morally and all that. Uh, so these are beats and ideas that were floating around my head for years and you know a while back i decided all right i gotta really master production and get these songs out of my head so these are the first tracks even though they're just coming out now and i've actually released stuff that's newer than this uh prior to to putting out this project but these are the tracks that when i really i got into production and beat making these are the first tracks that i made in those sessions and a lot of them are are fairly elaborate and it's because like i said these are the the songs that were in my head stuck in there for many years that i was finally like you know what these can't only live in my head people got to hear these uh so i learned the the skill and and i made these tracks and now you're hearing what you're hearing so that intro track is you know just kind of uh sets the tone for what the theme of the project is. You hear all the reports on the devastating effects of air pollution and of bad water supplies across the world, uh, which is definitely a big issue, especially, you know, water supplies are... Water is a commodity that is not just, at least that with the technologies that we have now, is not just unlimited. So, you know, we live in the United States where most areas, not all, but most areas of the United States are pretty good on water. Not not necessarily on the West Coast. Like, Las Vegas is having a lot of problems. I know California's having problems. I know Colorado's having problems. If they don't get a lot of Colorado's uh, water supply comes from snowfall. So if they don't have the right amounts of snowfall that they're, they're typically getting, then that really affects their water supply. So things like climate change, even small you know, degrees of change in the temperature could really affect the water supply too. So that's the intro track. That, that's the idea behind that. Just set the tone and, and kind of raise awareness as well of how serious the, the problem of pollution and tainted waters really is and then we kicked right into orwell so orwell um, as you could hear by the chorus they don't really care about us but they know they can't live without us everything revolves around us so we could stop it if we stand up you know that statement is just like that whole chorus statement is just these corporations these politicians Everybody who's pulling the strings that that make the rules that we have to live by as citizens, uh, we are really, as a collective, the ones who could could make those decisions go the ways that we want to go. Not as individuals, it's it's a little tougher to do, but collectively, we could stop it if we stand up, if we if we use our dollars and say we're not going to purchase these products or these services because X, Y, Z that we don't like, or if we uh, write letters and emails to our politicians, if we become the politicians, we become the lawmakers, right? We, uh, the people who have justice and equality and fairness and, and love and morality in their hearts and on their minds uh, can set the world in that direction if we really take the concrete steps to do so if we 
if we band together and, and send a, a unified message of, of love and equality and justice and, and, and we put pressure on the lawmakers and if we don't support entities that uh, don't further that movement for, for justice and equality, then we could really you know, start pushing things in, in the direction that we want them to go. So if you're a just, moral, uh, you know, if you consider yourself a just, moral person, and if you if you want justice for all and you want equality for all, not just in the United States but worldwide, then, you know, stand up, make a statement, tell your, your local lawmakers, tell your national lawmakers the way that you want things to be, go to your city council meetings. We can stop it if we stand up. You know, I mean, there's a lot of people on, on the other side who, who aren't fighting for equality, who are fighting for the opposite, you know, for maybe for a skewed system that benefits one group of people more than the others. <clears throat> and they're going to make their opinions known. You know, the, the, the truth of the matter, at least what I've seen here in Elgin with local government, is there's a lot of people who speak up about petty issues like noise ordinances and, and parking violations and things like that. And they get them taken care of because they're persistent and they... They're going to city council and they're going to to these entities that make the decisions and they're saying, well, I, we won't stand for this noise or we won't stand for these parking violations that are that are going pushed to the wayside. And it's getting handled because there's citizens who are paying taxes that are saying this is a problem that we want fixed. Uh, I think people who we tend, you know, the, the protesters, which I've been a part of, and you know, we tend to get very like emotional and and angry and we go out and we show it and we make these these beautiful statements and we symbolically uh put these gestures of like we won't stand for this and we we state our demands and it's a great platform um but if we're not writing the politicians and not going to the meetings and not uh you know talking to the, the council members then it doesn't always and often doesn't get you as far as as doing those things right so the person who's complaining about noise or who's complaining about a parking violation and writing a letter or writing an email or going to the meeting and getting it you know transcribed documented that they made that complaint is often going to get further with their cause than than uh you know going out and taking the streets and putting all, so much effort and energy into uh the protesting but not going to the city council meetings and not writing the emails. So I'm not saying that the protesting is not effective and not necessary. It absolutely is. And it's it's all a part of the, the ecosystem that's going to create positive change. But what I am saying is that I believe that real change starts being enacted when either A, the, the just... Uh, moral loving person becomes a politician or a lawmaker and sticks to their their guns and their beliefs once they're in that position or you know we vote those people in or if we can't vote those people in then we just put pressure on the people that are already in office and say listen whether you believe in this or not you can't ignore this amount of people who are telling you this is what we want right and, and if it's documented then they really can't ignore it so so write those emails and write those letters and do something that's in writing, that's documented, that they can't just push aside. And, you know, a conversation is a conversation and it's great. But but if a conversation's not documented, they could they could tell you whatever they want and they don't have to, to follow up on anything. Right. So document what you want. Start creating the world that you want within your community and beyond. So I went pretty long on that one, but that's the idea behind the message of Orwell. Um I actually just 
did day one of shooting for a video for Orwell yesterday with Lucas Ewing of Lucas Ewing Photography. And uh, man, we had a great time and we had some some bumps in the road, uh, but I'm really excited about how that's going to come out. We traveled out to Gary and Portage, Indiana, um, which, you know, much respect to those areas. I think uh, I like visiting the the Indiana coastal, you know, Indiana Dunes area. I think there's a lot of beauty out there. But on the contrary, there's a lot of air pollution and smog. And it's just crazy to see that juxtaposition of like you're on this beautiful national park beachfront. And then you look to your left and there's factories and shooting out smog. And you look to your right and there's other factories shooting out smog. And like there was a beach in Portage that was shut down recently, uh, last year, because a, a company poured a bunch of arsenic into the water supply and, uh, you know, a bunch of fish and when wildlife died. So a lot of the beaches shut down and they're still shut down. And as a matter of fact, you know what? I'm going to pause this because I want to I want to put that company on blast. So give me one second here. All right, cool. I'm back. I got the information. This is why I need a producer to just give me my info and fact check me right on the spot here. Uh, but I looked it up and the company is called ArcelorMittal, A-R-C-E-L-O-R, no space, but then a capital M-I-T-T-A-L. And I stand corrected. It wasn't arsenic that they dumped in the water. It was cyanide. So they dumped cyanide into a beachfront lake, you know, Lake Michigan, right there at the coast where everybody swims and and uh, hangs out at the beach and brings their family and their dogs drink the water, right? Crazy. Insane that we allow this to happen. And And really, I'm sure that when these things were developed, you know, we probably didn't know nearly as much about the effects of air pollution and dumping things in water supplies. But I just think it's crazy that we ever allowed these toxic manufacturing companies, you know, not to say that they're not important industries, but they produce toxic byproducts. If we just let them be near our biggest water supply, like what happens if Lake Michigan is just tainted beyond repair? Then what? You know what I mean? It's like, it's crazy that, that, and, you know, I'm not a, a, an expert on this to come up with a, a viable solution just off the top of my head or anything. But I just feel like why not put those things in, in a remote area like where there's not people around and where there's not public around. Right. Is there not some land somewhere where where we could produce things like in the midst of nowhere where there's not very much public land or or, or citizens around? You know, that's just my thought on it. But anyways, so we went out there and because I really wanted to capture that that idea of like and just visually show, you know, yeah, there's a there's a lot of beauty out here. But look, look how crazy this is, this pollution just pouring into the air. Uh, so we went out to Indiana Dunes and we shot some scenes. We went to Gary, Indiana as well. And we got some great scenes there. But man, we we had we found this perfect location. And I don't want to put it on blast for multiple reasons but we found this perfect location we scouted it we got some scenes on the outside and then we were going to go inside it's like there's a school with that's abandoned and there's an intact perfectly intact like it's dilapidated right and the, the chairs are all ripped up and stuff but it's intact all the chairs are there there's still a stage there's graffiti and 
people got up and put their tags like all over this abandoned school and there's an auditorium intact and we, we came upon it and we were getting ready to film uh so we went and got the gear and we filmed outside the school and then getting ready to wrap that scene and go in to what would have been like the money epic just the most alluring shot that you could really imagine uh but the cops shut us down. They pulled up on us. And uh, and they told us, you can't film here. Um, one of the cops said, there's serial killers around here. It'll get worse than Nightmare on Elm Street out here. Which which made me, made me kind of chuckle. He told me it'll get, get worse than Nightmare on Elm Street in there. Because I'm like, what could be worse than somebody killing you with claws while you dream? Like, if I got to go in there and fall asleep and get killed. But anyways, I just thought that was funny. But uh, I will say, man, like, all right, the next track we're going to get into is called Cops. And it's it's about these crooked police system as a whole. But I will say that the cops in this situation, though, they did come on some, like, regular cop, like, brute force. We got more numbers than you type stuff. Uh by the time we just explained what we were doing and like cleared up the situation and then let them know that we weren't doing anything wild out here, uh, they were respectful, and I'll give them that. But what was crazy is that a school board guy from Gary pulls up. Like after the cops had already run our information and told us, "All right, you guys are fine. Just here's a warning. If you come back, we're gonna arrest you." Blah blah blah. They give us that warning, right? And here comes dude from the school board, and he was, like, way more aggressive in brute force and, like, power trip than the police were, which was crazy. This is just, like, a school—I don't know if he was a property manager for the abandoned schools or what, but he's like, why don't you guys film—go back to Illinois. There's no abandoned buildings in Illinois. We don't want you coming here to make fun of this place on Instagram. Yo, for one, that's nowhere near the the idea behind doing this to make fun of a place— and two, what are we gonna what are you we're gonna make fun of the fact that there's an abandoned school there? Like that's that's your problem as a, and that's our problem as a society that we're shutting down schools. We're not here to make fun of that. We're here to show to show shed light on that. Like that's not there's nothing funny about that, right? But anyways, that dude, he's the the, the cops. Like I said, they already ran our our info. They told us we could go. School board dudes, like matter of fact, let me see your IDs. And, uh, you know, Lucas and I are like, no, we don't have to do that. Like, these dudes, you're not the law. And the law already said that that we're cool to go. So then, man, the law actually, I don't know if they were, like, got on our side or if he was just like, nah, don't. Or if the cop was like, don't challenge my power because the cop was already, he looks at school board dude and he's like, no, I already told him they're fine. They're fine. And so we just walked off, right? So, but but that was crazy, man. And long story short, we uh, we got amazing scenes, and the video is gonna turn out great. But uh, the Fed shut us down. The Fed shut us down on the real, like, man. And it's crazy because I got in there and I just like, I was like a kid in the candy store, man. I was like, it was like the scene I have been looking for 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 many years. Uh, but we we are gonna try to get the proper permits so that we could go back. So. If we're successful in getting those permits, then uh, then you'll see that scene in the video. If not, I don't think it's worth getting a, a felony trespassing cause for my art at this point in my life. Maybe I would have done that in my early 20s when I didn't have a, a wife and kid to get home to. Um, but for the time being, we're going to Lucas and I are going to try to get that that permit, man, and make something happen for 
for the world because I think people need to see this location and I think it's fits perfect for the song Orwell. Like sitting in a in a dilapidated, torn up school auditorium and sending this message of they don't really care about us and speaking to nobody, like in a place where there used to be people, children learning, and now it's just nothingness, right? It's, it gets worse than Nightmare on Elm Street in there now. <laughs> so, I, you know, we'll see. Maybe if, if the stars align and if it's meant to be, then you'll see that in the video. But if not, you get to hear the story of what would have been here. So, uh, but yeah, man, that's that's the story. That's Orwell. That was Dark Skies, Tainted Waters, the intro. And right now we're going to get into Cops. So, good segue. Cops shut us down last time. Let's talk about Cops, right? Here it is. Kill a person, get rewarded for performance A cop can triple murder, get it cut to manslaughter A cop can use authority to rape a man's daughter Cops Back again, they wanna put me in the cuffs on the back again Back again, they wanna put me in the cuffs on the back again Back again Back again Back again, they wanna put me in the cuffs on the back again Feds called for backup, mama called the florist Witness take the pictures like a tourist The dashboard cameras had records, now they're missing I just read the headlines, this is what was written Cop kills teen for moving without permission That was last week, this morning he's going fishing A cop will put you in prison if you're struggling with addiction Then go see his physician and get another prescription I could trust a good cop if I knew that one existed So if one is listening, make the change be the difference Instead of being indifferent while your boys carry out the mission If you're from the lower half, then you know to keep your distance from the cops Cause if you go to four communities, then you'll see where the war is A cop could kill a person Person get rewarded for performance A cop can triple murder, get it cut to manslaughter A cop can use authority to rape a man's daughter Cops! Where you gonna go when the tides turn? What you gonna do when we rise up? Tell me what you gonna do What you gonna do when they come for you? Motherfuck the government and motherfuck the system Motherfuck you if you feeling any different Ain't no patriotism, just tell them don't shoot Dirty cops on the block stacking all that loot Talking about they laws, homie, what about truth? They had them on the camera with the hammer, that's proof Damn, just imagine that life Just imagine those dreams, what they mother feel like And this is real life, check your TV news But don't check for the Fox, you might get confused All these broken right wings can't fly this smooth Yeah, black lives matter, this is black IQ Suck Kill a person, get rewarded for performance A cop can triple murder, get it cut to manslaughter A cop can use authority to rape a man's daughter Cops! 
Where you gonna go when the tides turn? What you gonna do when we rise up? Tell me what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Where you gonna go when the tides turn? What you gonna do when we rise up? Tell me what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Motherfuck the government and motherfuck the system and motherfuck the Gary, Indiana school board, abandoned school property manager guy who went on a power trip with us. But nah, I'm just playing. Uh, nah, I'm not just playing. But that was Cops. Uh, just Wise from the highest low from Aurora, Illinois. Awesome group. Awesome MC. Awesome people. Uh, but that was Just Wise on the second verse. That song was called Cops. And that's the song, again, I, I composed it, but then I brought it over to Kaz. Uh, if you know, if you're familiar with Moore, you're probably familiar with Kaz, my Watch City brother. Um, Kaz helped add some elements, and he helped me track the live drums on that song as well. And then we brought it over to Banks the Genius at Glass Street Creative, which, by the way, all these songs were created, uh, I'm sorry, recorded at Glass Street Creative in Chicago, and they were mixed and mastered by Banks the Genius, um, with the exception of like the intro track I mixed myself and Cops and the next one you're going to hear back. Uh, Kaz did some of the pre-production mixing on that with me as well. But Banks the Genius, man, he's the he's the guy who, who made these songs sound great. So if you're an artist, you're trying to record, check out Glass Street Creative. Banks the Genius is there. CB Mix is there. They got a lot of like gold records and like maybe even platinum records under their belt that they've uh, that they've worked on. So definitely a great place to go. Just plugging that right now. Uh, but cops, let's get back to cops. I think that one is you know the message is pretty self-explanatory. Um, from from a marketing and an artistic standpoint, I think. This project, this song in particular, you know, it's coming out at a very relevant time. But it's kind of sad to me because I wrote these songs a couple years ago, like a few years back. And, you know, I'm just finally got got everything together with the the videos and, and the mixes and the ma I got everything, you know, got the grant from the Elgin Cultural Arts Commission recently. And everything that I was trying to line up before I put out the release. There was some a lot of bumps in the road on this project, but it's it finally all came together and it's getting ready to come out, you know, October second. And the timing of it all is like, man, the fact that it took this long for, for me to get it out kind of is is working out from like uh, just a thematic standpoint. But it's sad to me because it's like, man, I wrote these songs years back and they're more relevant now than they were when I wrote them. The problem hasn't gotten any better it's gotten worse in many senses and you know maybe some things have to get worse before they get better and maybe they haven't gotten worse and we're just exposed to how bad it is now and it's always been this bad or maybe it was even worse before you know really who who could say without having that documentation um 
but the my point is right now it's all in our face man and it's crazy and like the police brutality issues uh, distrust of police in america is at an all-time high at least from what i when i've been alive so you know these songs are coming out and they're i think hyper relevant to the times and it's like a catch-22 to me from as an artist i'm i'm happy about it and it just as a, a human being i'm a little bit saddened by it uh, but that was cops and you know that, like i said just wise check out just wise check out highest low and uh you know, you know draw your own conclusions uh based on that that song and you know like i said everything's gonna come out october 2nd so listen back or, or rewind the podcast and and listen back uh but let's just get the conversation going on on police reform if you do believe that that's something that needs to happen and i definitely do um whether you want to say abolish the police or defund the police or something different altogether you know i don't think we all need to agree on anything really but i i think it's a pretty apparent whether whether you support law enforcement or not i think it's pretty apparent that there needs to be some reform right because if it was like if a bunch of people were dying and doctors cares uh and they and it was scenarios where you weren't supposed to die like that's called malpractice right like if uh and that gets doctors in a lot of trouble. And like, if there was widespread malpractice in the medical field, it wouldn't be acceptable. If there's widespread malpractice in any field, it's not acceptable. If you're a, if you're a, an athlete and you keep making mistakes, there's much less on the line than somebody's life, right? But you're gonna get fired. You're gonna you're gonna get benched, or you're gonna lose your job entirely. Uh, people at that work at Starbucks or that work at Lowe's, Costco, Walmart, wherever, they say racist things online or they say prejudice, whatever things online and they get fired. And I think, great, I'm, I'm not against that. You know, I've, whatever. I think if you're, if you're dumb enough to put your, your uh, ignorant or hate-filled messages up on the internet, then you get what's coming to you, right? If you want to broadcast your ideas publicly, whether whatever those ideas are, you get what's coming to you. You're gonna get some feedback from it. You're gonna get so you're gonna get some consequences, whether good or bad, from that, right? So that's fine. But why is it that cops get held to a lower standard than Starbucks employees or or uh, convenience store, you know, big box store employees? Like, why does somebody who works at Target or Starbucks say some wild stuff online and they get fired, but a cop could like have documented incidents of prejudice racism excessive force violence and like still get paid and still get a pension and get put on an administrative leave maybe or come and sit back and take a desk job and still get paid it's crazy to me it's crazy to me that the one profession where you're allowed to like walk around and carry a gun and have all this authority has seemingly the least amount of accountability for one's actions and you know, it's a complex issue, and I'm I'm not trying to minimize the risk that's associated with being a police officer, but that's part of the job. And if you're if you're fear for your life when you're like in a three on one, four on one situation, even if somebody does have a knife, like what kind of cowardice is that, man? If me and my homies had 
weapons drawn out pointing at somebody and that person had a knife i wouldn't be fearing for my life are you kidding me the amount of firepower that we got on our squad and this dude's got a knife and you fear for your life to the point where you got to put excessive amounts of lead into somebody you know brianna taylor they shot what 32 times uh jacob blake i shot nine times in the back like how fearful are you is it really fair at that point when you continuously pull that trigger you know what i mean like personally i feel like if i'm fearful and i make a split second decision like that you could it's quick it's always quick like fear is a quick reaction right so if you want to say yeah i shot one time out of fear all right that you could you could argue that and i could believe you but if you want to tell me that i shot somebody nine times that wasn't facing me in the back out of fear or that i i returned 32 shots like it's 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 not fair at that point you know what i mean it's an excessive use of force it's brute force it's a power trip it's like uh it's more than just fear at that point you can't just claim fear when you're putting multiple rounds out you know what i mean uh van van dyke or whatever the cop's name was that that did some time in, in chicago still didn't get a good enough sentence but what did he shoot 16 shots you know what i mean like it's insane it's insane so there needs to be reform man because they're th these cops are out here and they're and they're failing at their job because their job is to serve and protect so there's there's failures and i you know as a whole, as as a whole, there there needs to be vast improvements. And look, if you're if you're somebody who thinks that cops that if if a if somebody if a cop felt danger, then they have all rights to kill. If you if you're a person that says, well, yeah, that person was a criminal or that person was a sex offender, so who cares that they got killed? Then you need to examine your your thoughts on the judicial system and the the criminal justice system because what you're saying is that cops should be able to be judge jury executioner right so then why do we pay all this money to the judicial system then if anybody who's a criminal or who has any sort of criminal past or who steals a swisher suite or some stupid shit is allowed to get killed for that why do we have a judicial system why is the death penalty not legal in most states right if that's we've already decided that killing somebody We've already decided this as a society, man. The laws say it is not okay to kill somebody for this crime, this crime, this crime. There's there's only very slim amount of crimes that we decide, yes, you could get killed for this. And that's only in a couple states. So if you think, yeah, well, yeah, the cop killed the guy, but, you know, he had a criminal past and he wasn't a saint, whatever... Who cares? Then why do we have the criminal? Why do we have the judicial system? What are we putting our money towards that for? Why do I have to go to court for a traffic ticket? Why don't you just kill me? Why don't you just kill me? If I was doing ninety on the highway, why don't you just kill me then, right? If that's the case, nah, fuck that. Cops are not jurors. Cops don't have legal degrees, right? Cops don't have the 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 training, the ability to make the decision to say this person deserves to die, and neither do you. All right, so think about that. Let's take it down. Let's take it down. Let's take it back. We're going to get into the next single, back. But before that, I got a very special message that I want to give you. What's up, everyone? This is Andrew Moore, a.k.a. Moore, the thriving degenerate. If you're in the market for a new or used car and you're in the northwest Chicagoland suburbs, there's only one place you should go. And that's Anderson Cars in Crystal Lake to see James Orton. 
Look, I know from experience that when you're shopping for a car, going from dealership to dealership, dealing with different salespeople, it could be a big hassle. You don't know who you could trust, who's got your best interest at heart, who's just trying to upsell you something you don't need or sell you a junk car. You don't want that. You want somebody you could trust, and that person is James Orton at Anderson Cars in Crystal Lake. And check this out. Even if you're not in the market for a newer used car, refer a friend or family member who is, and if they make a purchase, James will give you 100 bucks for the referral. A great way to make a little extra cash for us driving degenerates. James Orton is an Elgin, Illinois native, just like myself, and he's definitely looking to take care of not just the artists like me and maybe you, but everybody in our local community. So definitely check out James Orton at Anderson Cars in Crystal Lake. You could go to andersoncars.com to check out the inventory, and you could email james.orton at andersoncars.com to get some more information from the man himself. Check out James Orton at Anderson Cars in Crystal Lake. Peace. We're back, and this is Back, featuring Gift of Gab, the first single from Dark Skies, Tainted Waters. That it came to this We're speaking two different languages Even though that a flame exists They don't take much to extinguish it Anger brings anguishes Pain is bliss Love could be dangerous Like angel dust And God we trust Cause fate's a must When faced with unjust stuff I just bounce back Staying in my rhythm Lost a lot of people Took the struggle Maybe humbling I swear I won't forget them I got love for you all My light shines through a prism But showing light and love to others Doesn't guarantee that you're gonna get them Gotta get back on track Gotta keep my mind on the facts Even if my band won't crack I will never fall back Gotta get back on track Gotta keep my mind on the facts Even if my band won't crack I will never fall it if it ain't broken, leave it the way it is In other words, what I'm saying is We should just continue the same as this Brainlessness and aimlessness Contain commitment, slowly drift And times are shifting, facts are missing Misdirecting, history listen Differences and distances Are means to ends between events I fiend for friends like Lena Mans I speed ahead, my demons cleanse I started fresh, my slate's pure Now I've come to paint a picture of my ism But understand, when a man spreads a vision Then there's bound to be a schism I gotta get back, gotta lift that sonic impact Follow this path, all it is is not Follow rhythm, catch rhythm, let it impact Other aspects of my trip Last shot at God, look, now it's hard But all this art keeps falling out So I have far from going without Get lost in doubt when I'm trying to figure out Everything there is to figure out Something's bigger now, can't remember how Planets get around, name this hero's down Did dimension sound, sight, inner vision pound More I listen, how ego is aroused Tell I figure out, I am just a grain of sand In the dirt, planted on earth I can never figure out his plan I am just a man I deserve me and trust What I see in us Food of Jesus plus Everything discussed I submit to all of it Fuck it, I give up So I can live up Getting back to what It's before and after thought Till I am an afterthought Sitting in the dust Sitting in the dust Sitting in the dust In the dust In the dust Gotta get back on track Gotta keep my mind on the facts Even if I fan won't crack I will never fall back Gotta get back on track Gotta keep my mind on the facts will never fall that was back featuring gift of gab from the amazing hip-hop crew black alicious let me tell you some background about that song so 
the drum rhythm. It's in uh you know, I go back and forth between classifying it as as six four time signature and six eight time signature, but I think it's a six four time signature, which would be like one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six. All right, so that's how you count that out. That's how I count it out. Um but actually break it down even further than that. When I wrote it, I counted it out as like one, two, three, one, two, three. But I realized that the whole structure of it is six counts, right? So that makes it a, a six four, let's say. Let's go with six four. Um and I didn't intend for this to be something I was gonna rap on. This was just like I, I came up with this cool drum rhythm and I just practiced the drum rhythm. Until I got it down and then I built on it and that became, you know, once I built on it, that was like the chorus section. Uh, so I just had this idea for drums and then I went over. I also had an idea kind of simultaneously that I wanted to make a rap song that was in an odd time signature, like either a 3-4 or a 6-4. Uh, which I do have a track that's in, I believe, 3-4 on my debut, White Men Can't Rap with Kaz that was called I'm Sorry check that out featuring Scotty Carnage uh, which you could get at more.bandcamp.com appreciate the purchases by the way I'm getting real low on White Men Can't Rap and just sold out of the 23 EP so get those limited edition compact discs that are still available if you want them anyways though back to back uh, I recorded those drums with Kaz he added some 808s to it then I laid down my vocals with Banks the Genius at Glass Tree Creative. Uh, you know, the lyrics and the the music were created separately for this one. So I made the drum beat first. Then I wrote the lyrics just thinking of of a, a three four or a six four cadence in my mind as I was writing. And then I realized, okay, these lyrics that I wrote fit with this drum pattern that I made. So it started off just like thinking about it you know and then it became all right i recorded the drums put the bass line down and then i had a, a nice instrumental basis to be able to like really tailor those words so before i recorded this song i actually did a segment with tunes for a minute check out tunes for a minute on instagram and all over the web they got a podcast too uh, but tunes for a minute they get musicians together and basically create a one-minute song on the spot. So I got invited to do tunes for a minute. I came to him with the drum rhythm, and I just did the second verse from back, and that was like our tunes for a minute selection. So you could see that, and that's actually been out for a long time. And like long before back came out, that little, uh, like I guess, kind of demo version of it was out there uh, with different musicians playing. Um, but the feature, Gift of Gab... Gift of Gab is a, an MC, one of my favorite MCs, by the way. He's from a, the Bay Area, um, Sacramento, I believe, and is part of a group called Blackalicious. Blackalicious is probably most famous for the Alphabet aerobic song. Uh, Daniel Ratcliffe, Harry Potter, got on, I think, Jimmy Fallon and, and did the Alphabet aerobic song, and that like blew up and went viral. Um, I first heard of Blackalicious because of a song called Make You Feel That Way that my neighbors at the time, Angel and Yvonne, uh, Angel put me onto it. I think it was on the Box Music Network. So to uh, any of the older heads out there, you might remember the Box Music Network. It was like 
you before YouTube and all that, where you could just have on-demand music videos, the box was like you would you would call in and request the song, and then you would have to pay money for them to play that music video. Um, so I heard Black Alicious make you feel that way on the Box Music Network at my childhood friend's house, and I loved it. So I went out to go buy the album. My dad took me to Best Buy to get some CDs, and I bought Black Alicious, Blazing Arrow, and Nappy Roots. I believe it was called Watermelon Chicken and Grits. Um, and outside of the Space Jam soundtrack on cassette and Will Smith's Big Willie style on CD, I think those are the first two hip-hop albums that I bought. And like I said, I think I was about 11 years old. And that Blazing Arrow album by Blackalicious like, really just changed my perspective on music. Not just hip-hop, but music. And I love the album. I've, I've gone through so many copies of it. Like I got a co- that copy that I got when I was 11. I think that one got stolen out of my car. So I bought another copy at Reckless Records in Chicago in Wicker Park. Uh, not sure what happened to that one. So I got another copy from the library and saved it onto my computer, which I bought the record twice, right? I think that's fair enough that I could to get a third copy uh, free of charge, right? Fair enough. Uh, but anyways, man, I love Blackalicious. I love the Blazing Arrow album. So to get Gift of Gab on the track is incredible for me. Tell 12, 13-year-old me that you're going to be on a song with the person that you're listening to right now. And I would flip out, man. So great, great uh, milestone moment for me. The way the collaboration came about is Gift of Gab put out a tweet like hey i'm doing doing collaborations hit me up uh so i hit him up we talked about it i went to a black alicious show at reggie's rock club in chicago um gift of gab was gracious enough to to hit me with the backstage pass and some guest list spots to bring friends Uh, so we met there and we talked a little bit and we made it official um and that was that you know I, I recorded my parts i sent it out to him to do remotely where he's living and he sent the files back and that became back banks the genius once again mixed it all together made it sound great so that was that back featuring gift of gab the music video is out now it's an animated cartoon music video which i'm so happy to have because i love cartoons and animation i've always wanted to have an animated video and now i do and it turned out great it was done by General Moose Cartoons. Uh, you could go to generalmoosestudios.com and check them out. Addison Artelino is the animator. I met this dude at Bonnaroo in Tennessee in, uh, I think, 2010. And it's just crazy how the world works because I hadn't talked to Addison in quite a long time. And, uh, you know, our our physical presence in one another's life has been fairly minimal you know like a weekend a weekend at a music festival um but we became friends and along with uh you know the homies he was there with garrett and caleb like it was it was a nice little crew to hang out with for the weekend but we didn't talk for for many years and then i made a post on facebook saying i'm looking for an animator for a new project and addison hit me up and it went from there and he became the animator and uh, I think this is the beginning of a fruitful, creative collaboration that we got going on here. So check out generalmoosestudios.com. Uh, check out blackalicious.com. Check out Gift of Gab. And, and uh, really support independent artists.
So let's get into the next song. This one's about greed. It's called Material Dreams. Material Dreams. Material Dreams. We dream of material things. Material Dreams. Give me cars, give me trucks, couple homes, couple yachts, everything is not enough, nah Only thing you need is stuff, life's tough for the poor, you don't really give a fuck, nah You're the type to tell me go and get a job when I just left my first, bout to punch another clock, nah Time's tough, but I'm pushing for a dream, so despite all of your schemes, I'm going to achieve Believe me, I'm getting what I need now Now I gotta hold my team down, ask me if I care about my planet and its future, and I'll tell you if I didn't, I'd be stupid looking out for my fellow mans Always in the plans if I can If I can help you, I'ma do it Going through it is a part of life This I understand, but it's tougher when you're stuck Within the gears of the machines Material dreams Material dreams We dream of material things Material dreams Get a third to keep your family off the street Have you ever spent a night wondering where you're gonna sleep? When you're fighting demons, got no time for counting sheep Counting money, making sure I got enough to pay the rent Gas, food, bills, only money that I spent Still I struggle just to make it through to the 31st Got me feeling like my brain's about to burst, maybe worse My stage is the earth, I rehearse till it hurts, will it work? I just gotta know my worth, have I done a little dirt Just to make myself a way I gotta say when you're put into the game, gotta play another day More currency and currently I'm stuck But I'ma get out of this rut Look, I am never what shook This is what I bleed Do it for the love, not greed Cream, material dreams Material dreams We dream of material things Material dreams That was Material Dreams from Dark Skies, Tainted Waters. You know, I don't have a ton that I want to say about this track, but just to give you a little bit of background, uh, I wrote, when I was writing these songs, I was writing on paper, which is how I started and what I did for like the first probably, you know, really eight years or so of writing songs. But after eight years of stacking up papers and notebooks, it, it became a little bit too much to try and like seek out the songs that I wanted to find and record. Um, so I since have started writing electronically, either on my computer, or on my notes, on my phone, so that I could just like cross-reference a keyword in the search and find the song I'm looking for right away. Um, but Material Dreams, though I believe all of these songs, except for 
back. I I did write back uh, on a computer, but the rest of these songs were on paper, and Material Dreams was written on like a like those legal pad, like legal pad size papers, and it was multiple papers because you know those papers are smaller, and. I just kept it in a notebook and I remember it was like I was super nervous about okay I got to get the song recorded because this paper could get lost and I I always like tried to go through it a lot to make sure that it was in my head and you know what I got to say that I've noticed and maybe this is just because I've the more that I write uh the less ability to just retain everything there is but I noticed that it takes me more practice to memorize a song since I started writing in my phone or on my computer than it was when I was writing on paper. And I think that's because just something about like putting the physical like pen or pencil to paper and writing it and having to think like it's a slower process to write, at least for me, I'm fast typer. Uh, so I have to like think about it and I have to go back a lot and like reread what I wrote. I don't know, just the whole process though of writing on paper made me like there's songs that i've written that i've never even recorded but i wrote them down and i know them and it's weird to me they're like something that i wrote five years ago that i never recorded and it'll just pop out in my head i'm like how do i still remember that uh and i think it's something like i said just about writing that that helps your your mind to retain but anyways material dreams uh that was again one of those songs those those beats that was floating around in my head that i, I felt like all right let's get this out uh you know, it starts out, give me cars, give me trucks, couple of homes, couple of yachts, everything is not enough. Like, that's just the perspective of somebody who's a money-hungry, like, just money-is-everything type person. Everything is not enough. Even if I had everything, I got to get some more. Which, you know, I get, I get that somebody put this in perspective. I don't even remember who it was. I think it was like a, it was a show I was listening to, though, something. And somebody did put it in, into perspective of like a lot of these financial moguls are doing it almost as a sport of like, all right, if you're if you're uh, Kobe Bryant, rest in peace, you don't want to just get really good at basketball and then call it a day. If you're trying to really be the best at your sport, you have to always continuously like grow. Right. And to a lot of these financial moguls, that's their mentality. Um but when there's money and other people's livelihood on the line, like it's different than a basketball game or something. So I get it. I get that these these people are like continuously adding on to their wealth because it's almost like their sport and they're trying to be like, well, I'm the greatest financial person of all time and, and get that history and legacy attached to them. But there's got to be a limit. There's got to be a point where humanity just takes over and uh, being being reasonable takes over your your need to just have more and more and satisfy that ego and satisfy that uh i don't know i guess legacy or whatever you're going for so that's what that song is about just you know going through it is a part of life this i understand but it's tougher when you're stuck within the gear of the machines material dreams right like we're pawns to these whole material dreams that that these financial moguls have it's like they want more and how are they going to get more by exploiting people uh and you know capitalism is built off exploitation but i don't think it has to be that way i think we could 
we could uh, maintain a system that's based in capitalism, but just tie some like morals and like value for human life to capitalism. You know, I am in a capitalist society. I'm an artist and I thrive as an artist and I've never shit on somebody and I've never I've never tried to get over on somebody else to make a business deal that benefits myself more. There's a good deal benefits both sides. So capitalism could still exist where where all sides are benefiting. It's just it would you can't have these gross inequalities in in income and things like you know what I mean? It's like there could be there could be rich people, there could be wealthy people. Uh, but there just has to be some sort of moral compass within these people to decide, like, all right, I could change the world with this amount of money I have. So maybe instead of uh, getting more materialistic BS that puts me on this plane that's above everybody else in my mind and that, uh, you know, maybe I could just be a little bit more people-centric. I guess it's like the Bernie Sanders idea of, like, let's not focus so much on money and let's focus on the people who generate and spend that money, the people, you know? Let's focus on the people and let's take care of each other. And that doesn't mean that people who work super hard and start a business and, and you know, really build themselves up, that doesn't mean that those people can't, profit and do very well for themselves and have a mansion and have a private to have what you want you know what i mean but it does mean that uh, i guess only only we could look within ourselves and say this is what i need and this is what i want and this is what i desire and this is what i could live without that i don't need but that i would like and just and just have a healthy balance you know i don't i don't believe that we should deprive ourselves if we have the ability to get the things that we want but i do believe that we should use our platforms that if we do have if we are in a position of privilege if we do have more than the average person does then we should share you know call it communism call it socialism whatever you, what is it when a when a president asks for campaign money is that not socialism is that is that not you know what i mean like why are we so worried about helping each other why does that make somebody a bad person for needing help and, and, and i think that's the mentality of a lot of people in power like you don't have money because you're not as good as me and it's just not the case it's just not the case there are people who work harder at things than others but there's also systemic issues of income inequality that that come from the top down so enough of that that was material dreams and we're going to get into the last project on the song uh project man we're gonna get into the last song on the project there we go dark skies tainted waters the ep uh, this one features a great singer jocelyn marie she's an amazing artist uh, she's got a real smooth style I've performed live with her a few times uh, we've shared platforms on radio stations before so we've got a bit of a history and i think it was a perfect fit to get her to sing on this song this one's called Poppy Heroin, and we'll talk about it when it's done. Scared of him. 
quick, she's getting dope sick Came and gave her this dope dick Got hit the road for a couple shows and she checked in to the dope clinic Used to only swallow it, now she lets me shoot up in her I'm a luxury, I never fuck for free, I got a lot of women I'm in the schools, I'm in the burbs, I'm in the hoods She's in the streets, I'm in her veins, I'm in her blood She fiends for me, neglects her needs for me She'll bleed for me, go a day and not eat for me She wants to break free from me, but I won't leave easily, nah She calls me Poppy, I'm a heroin China White American All her friends like, why'd you marry him? We're scared of him Still, she'll steal from me. She seen me kill. She knew the guy, just not that well. She lost the will, I made her life hell. Used to say she would never touch me. Now she's risking her life to fuck me. Back then, she didn't want me. Now she got me. Still lonely. Really had no say in this. She didn't know who she was playing with. Not the way that she wanted it, but she'll deal with it. That's the way it is. She doesn't raise her kids. I hold her back. She said, Love hurts. I could have told you that. My heart is black. She's in the trap. I stole her life. She can't take it back. She calls me Poppy, I'm a heroin China White American All her friends like, why'd you marry him? We're scared of him I call him Poppy, he's my heroin China White American All my friends like, why'd you marry him? We're scared of him Poppy, why you playing me? You've got me under your spell Every time I try to quit You know the perfect thing to say to me You know me so well I know I'm probably gonna die with you I think that I'm okay with that Already living in hell You're so destructive but seductive So I let you get away with that I know you can tell
That was the final track from Dark Skies, Tainted Waters, Poppy Heroin featuring Jocelyn Marie. So that song is about addiction. Um, I like art to be open to interpretation, but I do want to give a little bit of background on where my head was at when I was writing this. so next time you listen to that song, anytime I say I or me or refer to myself, think of that as heroin or any other drug, but specifically uh, heroin because of the the properties in which it's typically ingested, I guess. Um, and then she is the, think of she as the addict or the user. And then next time you listen to that song, uh, think of it from that perspective. And I think uh, you'll you'll be able to draw your own conclusion. So that's a song about opioid addiction, um, heroin addiction, which is a, a big problem in the United States. And I don't know about elsewhere, but I'm sure else in other countries as well. And the idea came to my head, the parallel of like poppy, poppy seeds and poppy as in like you know she calls me poppy like on the, like on some uh, like lovey-dovey or like sexuality tip you know so poppy that that parallel and then heroin the parallel was like a hero uh a hero and, and heroin the drug right so poppy heroin is like i just was thinking of those words and thinking of that parallel of like i the poppy seeds the heroin and 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 personifying that is like uh somebody that this addict is in love with her but that keeps doing her wrong right so poppy heroin and and that was the idea behind that song lyrically and i wanted to really make music that was like felt dark and felt kind of gloomy so that's where the instrumental came in to go along with it um and i recorded the demo and i sent it off to to a couple singers, uh, and one of them was Jocelyn Marie, and that's who ended up uh, going with for the recording. I'm super glad we did because she killed it. Jocelyn, thank you so much. Absolutely killed it. And she was able to make the studio session like on short notice, which thanks so much. I appreciate it. Uh, Jocelyn Marie, you know, I wrote the chorus, and, and I had the idea to have it be, you know, from the perspective of the drug and then from the perspective of the user next. So I, so I asked her to sing that that second half um and then the the part where she's like vamping at the end and singing the inspiration behind that was great gig in the sky by pink floyd uh if you haven't heard that song check it out check out that whole album dark side of the moon um it's amazing it's a classic sonically it's like one of the greatest things ever uh to me and and a lot of people feel the same, so maybe you will too. So check out uh, Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon, if you haven't. And check out, off of that album, specifically Great Gig in the Sky. The story behind Great Gig in the Sky is that Pink Floyd had this woman uh, come into the vocal booth. And they tur- told her to like melodically emulate having an orgasm. And she just sings this beautiful vocal solo and you know when you listen back and you hear that's the story you could see like all right i could see that that's what she was going for but i wouldn't have necessarily picked up on that otherwise um and i didn't tell jocelyn to to go in it like that but i did say that 
that what I'm going for with this part is The Great Gig in the Sky by Pink Floyd. And she told me, like, oh, I love that song. It was just a perfect fit. They're like, all right, she's, she likes that. I like that. This is what we're going for. And I think she did a, a, an excellent job of capturing just that emotion. You know, that's what I go for a lot of times when I'm writing songs is I have a song in mind that makes me feel a certain way. And I don't want to create that song, but I want to create a song that makes people and me feel the way that that song does. Right. So it's like it's not like a sonically I want to emulate that song. It's just like emotionally and feeling wise. I want to emulate that feeling. Uh, so that was that was the idea behind that that extended vocal solo bridge where Jocelyn Maria is out there vamping. And, you know, she 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 came up with the melodies on that, like she freestyled it. So she's she's a, a, the songwriter in that regard on the musical elements like she came out there and did that take. And it, it was amazing and it was beautiful. And I really think that having Jocelyn on this song made it what it needed to be. If this song was just me. It wouldn't have been what it needed to be. Uh, and really, all these songs, like Just Wise on Cops, I had Just Wise on that song because a song about police brutality, who's dealing with police brutality at, at higher uh, higher percentages than anybody else? Black people here in America, right? So I, I wanted to make sure I had a, a black voice on that song and, and showed the perspective of somebody who really has to deal with this regularly instead of someone like me who just sees it and has to and like I'm commentating as a as a, a viewer and as a somebody who sees this going down as opposed to like somebody who has to deal with it day to day so just wise was super important to get on cops and gift a gab to get on back and just have like a a perspective of a of an OG in the game and, and an MC who's much more accomplished than I uh, and to get their perspective on the idea of like you know just getting back on track be in the midst of all this craziness that's going on that's what that's what back's idea is and then to, again to get Jocelyn Marie on, on poppy heroin and have her sing and just add that that beauty and and even just like that that emotion it really set it off to a place where where I, where I pictured it going um, so that was dark skies tainted waters it comes out October 2nd on all platforms. And one thing that I haven't mentioned, I, I totally should have mentioned this earlier, but if you've gotten this far, you, you're going to get the info. Um, I'm donating 100% of my cut of sales from download sales. So that's like iTunes, Bandcamp, anywhere where you make a, a purchase. I'm donating 100% of that to Earth Guardians. Earth Guardians is a not-for-profit organization that empowers and trains diverse youths to start their own um, like social justice and environmental justice movements. So there's Earth Guardians chapters all around the world, and most of them are youth-led. And, you know, who the youth is the future, right? And if we have, I, I believe that if we get, if we empower these kids, our future, these kids who already want to change the world, that's why they're becoming Earth Guardians in the first place. You know, my, my six-year-old daughter, Mia, is a self-proclaimed Earth Guardian. You know, like, that's beautiful to me. And, and I want to contribute to that. So all the money that comes in is going towards Earth Guardians to help them, you know, train and empower youth to become leaders and, and really cultivate positive change in our world. Uh, and I wanted to do that for a couple reasons. One, because it's just a great cause. But two, you know, this whole theme of this project is is greed and air pollution and tainted water supplies and 
profit over people. And these are things that Earth Guardians are fighting against. So I really wanted to put my money where my mouth is and like, all right, I shouldn't just put this message out there and then take all these profits in off of it or whatever profits come in, right? Who knows how it's going to do uh, financially, but who cares? That's not the biggest point. The, the biggest point is to get the message out and then the, the side effect benefit could be uh, let's help Earth Guardians out with this as well. Um, so check it out on October 2nd. If you want to support the best way that you could make sure that the most of your money is going to Earth Guardians is through Bandcamp, more, M-O-O-R-E dot Bandcamp.com. And actually on October 2nd, the day that Dark Skies Tainted Waters comes out, Bandcamp is waiving their revenue share. So that means 100% of the sales go to the artist on that day. So if you purchase Dark Skies Tainted Waters on October 2nd, then 100% of your donation will go to Earth Guardians that day. Whereas if you do it on another day, uh, you know, Bandcamp will take their cut. I think it's 10% or 15%. And then I'll donate the rest of it to Earth Guardians. Either way, you're doing a great thing. And you're going to get to listen to, you know, some great music, see some great art. Panda Ivy, uh, at Panda underscore Ivy underscore did the artwork. Uh, so check her out. She did an amazing job. Thanks to everybody who submitted artwork uh, when I did that initial call for art. Lots of great art came in. I appreciate it. Thank you to the Elgin Cultural Arts Commission who gave me a $1,000 grant to help fund this project. Lucas Ewing Photography, General Moose Cartoons, Gift to Gab, Just Wise, Jocelyn Marie, Banks the Genius, Kaz, uh, Daylight Tone did some guest vocals on, on, on Orwell. Man, so thank you, Glass Tree Creative. So many people involved in the, the creation and the implementation of this project. I really appreciate it. If I did forget you, I'm, so, I'm sorry, and I'll get you in person. Um, but yeah, thanks so much for tuning in to the Driving to Generate. If you like what you hear, you could become a monthly supporter for anywhere from $0.99 cents to $9.99 per month. If you go to anchor.fm slash the Driving to Generate, you could do that. Um, but I just appreciate you listening, period. You're paying me with your, your time, and that's invaluable. So thanks so much. I'll see you next time. Or rather, uh, you'll hear me next time. Thanks for tuning in. October 2nd, Dark Skies, Tainted Waters by Moore. That's me. It's on all platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music. Go get that. Enjoy it. Support a good cause. I'll talk to you later. Peace. Tired of being exploited, point them out. Poison waters in a drought. When New Orleans got destroyed, you let them drown. Lady Liberty, you let us down. Can you help us up? What the fuck? Feeling like I'm stuck. Guess I'm out of luck. Nah, it can change if we stand up. Put a hand up if you get it. If we band up, they can't handle us. If we man up, be winning. Got a right to bear arms, but I fight with bare hands.